WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Now our continuing hurricane coverage. Well, Hurricane Michael said to be the strongest storm to hit the U.S. mainland in nearly 50 years, making landfall in the Florida panhandle. And Florida's Governor Scott telling those in the projected path of this Category 4 hurricane they're out of time to evacuate. Uh, we're going to go again live to Florida and then to a uh, weather editor in Washington. First to Dustin, Florida, and correspondent David Searing. Uh, describe the situation uh, there about where you are and anything else you've heard, David. Well, Alan, I live, uh, I live on the bay side of Dustin. We have the bay and then the Gulf side. And uh, we've been here, of course, all day. I did my radio show this morning and came home, and that's when it really started to hit. We were experiencing, uh, at one point, winds up to 110 miles an hour here at my house. And uh, as I'm looking out my back door, actually my back window, I see five uh, pretty nice luxury boats piled up in my neighbor's yard. So that kind of tells you uh, what's going on right now. But uh, it, it was quite the storm. It's still going on. In fact, it's, uh, it hit over by Panama City Beach, between Panama City Beach and Mexico Beach, and now it's moving inland toward Tallahassee, and they're expecting hurricane sport winds in Tallahassee. So it's definitely not over, but over on our side here, it's starting to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, just yesterday morning, I guess it was a Category 2, and then it became a 3, now a 4. It's even uh, getting close to a Category 5. I guess uh, that that's uh, just a, a, a terrible situation because some people uh, two days ago might have underestimated it. Yeah, you know, these things, uh, we get these warnings, and, and, and you know, most of these things for us, they start down in the Yucatan Peninsula off the coast of uh, Mexico, Cancun, and, and such. So on uh, Sunday afternoon, when I got home from a charity golf tournament, uh, I turned on the news, and they said there's this depression, which is moving our way, and by the time it hits here, it'll probably be a tropical storm category one. Well, that's not what happened. It absolutely exploded in three days. And I mean, uh, there was one uh, one weather person over in Panama City said that it was uh, just about a mile slower than a, a Category 5. So this is a catastrophic hurricane uh, that is hit. Now, and, and then I wonder about some of the retirees. There might not have gone through this. Also, people of modest means who were unable to get out of there. Yeah, and, and here again, you know, we live in an area where we, we do have storms, or tropical storms, but nothing to this, to this magnitude. Um, most people did heed the warning and leave. I will tell you that. Most people did leave. Uh, the people that stayed, and, and not including myself, I stayed only because I've got, you know, I'm in the radio business, so I've got to keep people informed. In fact, when I'm done with you, I go back to the studio for the night shift. But that being said, um, most people did leave, and I'm, I'm very proud of, uh, of how the governor came out and, and all the different mayors said, you know, this is nothing to screw around with. And most of the people that did leave realized what happened uh, 10 years ago with Katrina, with the, with the storm surge. So, uh, Hopefully, we don't have as uh, as many uh, fatalities as they did at, 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 in, uh, in Katrina. All right, David Searing in Dustin, Florida, live. Thanks. And still hurricane coverage. Now the broader picture. And, of course, uh, one thing uh, awaiting uh, this tropical storm is uh, the fact that uh, you've got the Carolinas apparently in its eventual path. And, of course, they're still waterlogged from the last hurricane. Uh, let's go live to Washington. Angela Fritz, Deputy Weather Editor, Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com. And, Angela, uh, anything more you can add to the picture in terms of the overall consequences? 
Yeah. I mean, what he was describing is absolutely true. This thing really exploded over the Gulf, um, and when it made landfall, absolutely true. One mile per hour short of being Cat 5, for all intents and purposes, might as well have been a Cat 5, um, strongest that region has ever seen um, as far as we're aware of, and records go back to the mid-1800s. Um, and, and like you were saying, this thing's going to track up into the Carolinas. Um, so over the next 24 hours, we expect it to continue north, northeast, um, so through Tallahassee, through southeast Georgia, and then through the Carolinas. Um, and within 24 hours, these regions are going to get a quick um, 5, 6, up to 8 inches of rain. A flash flooding will be likely. Um, all of these regions are under at least a flash flood watch, um, if not hurricane warnings, um, which extend well inland. That's not normal. Um, and like you said, the Carolinas are also just only now picking themselves back up from Florence. So um, those areas are waterlogged, and so that uh, this rain is going to fall on top of that. Um, and so those regions are also concerned about um, additional flash flooding there as well. But uh, unlike uh, the last one, I guess this would be approaching from the western side of the Carolinas or not necessarily? Yeah. Yeah, so this is coming from the west. It's coming from the southwest. Um, and the other, the other way that this is different is that it's going to be in and out. This is what, this is what, uh, we consider to be a normal hurricane, right? It comes in, um, and it's out it, and, and blows through very quickly. Florence was very abnormal in the sense that it lingered. Um, uh, Michael's coming in with a very quick and extreme punch, and it's going to be out by Friday. Uh, anyone who's ever been to Tallahassee, the Florida capital city, what strikes you compared to much of Florida is uh, there are hills. It, it's higher elevation. I suppose in one respect that's good. It's higher elevation, but on the other hand, if you have uh, these hills and these valleys, well, then you can have massive flooding and all kinds of problems as a result of that. As Well, for example, we've seen uh, with flooding in Maryland this past year. Yeah, exactly. The hills are actually, um, it, it's good, elevation is good um, when it comes to storm surge and things like that, but in terms of flash flooding, it's actually a problem because that creates dips and valleys where rainfall can, can flow into, and that's cr that creates the flash flooding, um, which ends up, you know, sweeping cars off the roads and things like that, and I can't stress how important it is not to drive into flood water, so... As uh, one who follows weather uh, for your beat at the Washington Post, I wonder if you'd comment. I mean, in some ways, the hurricane season came in uh, below expectations, yeah. fewer named mm -hmm. storms. On the other hand, uh, we've ended up with, as you noted earlier, this atypical storm that just uh, settled on Carolina and didn't want to leave, stayed there for days. And this one uh, that built in, in intensity so very quickly, I, I, I don't know, in maybe some respects it would be better just to have a regular season with uh, one or two more, but smaller ones, uh, more predictable ones than what we're getting with uh, this one and the last one. Yeah, what is interesting is that um, a normal hurricane season is, you know, let's say normal hurricane season is, um, you know, Six. Let's say it's six hurricanes. Well, if they all make landfall, that's pretty extreme. So, you know, two hurricane landfalls is extreme. So I kind of want to throw away this idea of a normal hurricane season or a quiet hurricane season because what really matters is um, what's making landfall, how strong it is, 
um, where it's making landfall and what those impacts are. And I think that's what we really need to pay attention to. Um, and, and seasonal forecasts are, are great for, you know, energy markets and, and people who are trying to make a buck on, for, on seasonal forecasts. But in terms of, you know, day-to-day impacts and you and me and, and our lives, I'm more worried about, um, you know, what's impacting me when and how. And, and so that's what I'm concerned about. And finally, uh, the uh, people who tend to settle in the panhandle. I mean, we always hear classic South Florida, a lot of northern retirees who are unfamiliar with storms. Although, if you've lived in New York City or New England, certainly you've experienced uh, a hurricane, at least the periphery of one. But a lot of the people who end up in the Florida panhandle as retirees tend to come in from uh, the interior south, places like Tennessee and northern Alabama, Mississippi, Kentucky. I don't know whether that makes it worse or better than uh, the northern retirees in South Florida experiencing a first-time hurricane. Yeah, and what is particularly concerning about this is that there wasn't a lot of lead time, um, and there wasn't a lot of lead time to know that it was a very strong hurricane. We've only known about this since Sunday, at least with Florence. We had we had a long lead time coming up to that, so people knew and people had time to be prepared. Um, this time, there wasn't. We didn't have a week advance notice, and and there wasn't a lot of time for people to get out. Um, And like you said, with retirees, things might move a little bit slower. And so um, we're all hoping for the best, and unfortunately we're in right now at this very moment kind of a downtime trying to figure out exactly what's going on down there. Um, And we we won't know until later tonight and early tomorrow morning. you know, and see what's happening on the ground. Yeah, human tell could be worse than Florence. We, we shall see. Thanks for yeah. joining us, Angela. Appreciate Thank it. You. Angela Fritz, uh, Deputy Weather Editor, WashingtonPost, WashingtonPost.com, and before her, uh, two observers in Florida. With you live.